Hey, Jai. Hey, Dan. I hear you've got a joke for us. I do. Go for I it. I do have a joke for you. How does an ATO employee get to work? How? A taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Thank you. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And with us today, special treat for all you listeners out there. Uh, not sure how this is going to go. It could backfire on Tim and I quite badly. Uh, <laughs> but it is two members of the team here at Cats Accountants. We have Jai. Hi. We have Beck. Hi. How are you guys going? Uh, I'm pretty good, Dan. How are you? Yeah, yeah good. Pre- pretty good. Pretty good. So the reason we have the team on today is uh, one, because we thought it would be funny. But two, uh, our topic today is becoming an accountant, how to become an accountant. And you two are on various points in that journey. Tim and I have gone through it. We often have students listening to it, questions sent to us about it. So we thought, let's do a whole topic on this, a whole episode on this topic. And uh, I'm excited to dive into it. Dan, would you say you're still becoming an accountant <laughs> well, to this day? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a lifelong learner, Tim. So I, I'm like, I'm always evolving. I'm always learning and uh, constantly improving myself. Uh, how about you, Tim? Do you say you're, you're stagnant and you just kind of learn what you've learned and then you're done with it? Is that is that where you're at? I became an accountant yeah. and and that's all I am now. So, um, I've reached my final form. Yeah. I don't like labels. So, I'm probably more like, I'm Dan, you know? I just got a lot of skills Who just happens to be an accountant? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Very good. Tim. Let's get into it. To start this off, what is what the Tim? is the Tim and Dan that was pretty good because it's over Zoom. Tim's not in the room with us. So, uh, Beck, Jai, and myself are in the room. Uh, Tim is at home on his Zoom. And uh, that was harder to do than normal. <laughs> Maybe you should have got Jai to do it with you, actually. And Beck, if Never. she's keen no, to jump they're, in. They're shaking their heads saying that that is a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. <laughs> Wouldn't want to upstage you guys. <laughs> Uh, I've got to say, Dan, um, I've got a Tim and Dan Lowe. What is Jai wearing today? So, uh, I think we're going to post this up. I walked in the office this morning, just, you know, came in, put my stuff down and put a few things in the fridge. I walk out of my office and Jai is sitting in front of me in an UDI. Now, if you don't know what an UDI is, (laughs) it's, it's essentially a blanket with arms and a hood and a pocket. Pretty much like an oversized dressing gown (laughs) jumper. It was cold this morning. (laughs) You're still wearing it though. (laughs) It's cold now. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a period where he was dressed like a professional employee, but the the hoodie came back on pretty quickly. Uh, So yeah, that's the kind of place we have here. Um, Whether or not Jai makes it as an accountant, it's still to be seen. Um, (laughs) It's not looking too good for me, I'd I'd have to say. (laughs) Uh, Tim, uh, how, how's your week? Look, it's going okay. There's been a bit of uh, the reason I'm coming to you from Zoom today is because it has been a stomach bug uh, mm. run through my house this week. And uh, through your drains. Luckily enough, it hasn't <laughs> really affected me too much other yeah. than some slight 
concerns mm. around my belly yeah and how it feels yeah so um but other yeah jade jade's coughed it a lot worse than me so i've stayed separate from the team this week just in case it was contagious i, which I don't think that. it is i appreciate that um because we don't want to get guys. sick we don't want to get it's sick been, it's been like a reminder of going back to like COVID times it's really quite strange you're having actually. uh flashbacks i am like ptsd really COVID times <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there, there are some nice parts about that, but there's, there's also some, some bad parts. Mm. Like there's a packet of Tim Tams over there staring at me right now. So, mm. which is dangerous. What about you, Dan? Yeah, How's your week been? my week's been pretty good. Um, the usual nonsense with me trying to buy a house, um, followed Fantastic. by several days of depression. And then, <laughs> and then you jump back into positivity by the end of the week. So that's the cycle I'm in right now. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's it's on repeat. It's like Groundhog Week at the moment for me. And uh, I'm just keen to see what the future holds. Keen to see what the future holds for me this week. Keep your chin, keep your chin up, Dan. Yeah, keep that chin up. Uh, I believe you you've got an exciting trip this weekend, Tim. Uh, yes, actually, I'm going to Melbourne mm. to see the Bombers on Anzac Day. Which is massive. That is good. It's a, bi- it's a big deal. I don't know if if Beck and Jai and you know, but um, usually it draws a crowd of like ninety thousand people. And during the last post, because it's on Anzac Day, it's mm. like dead silent. You could hear a pin drop. So it's like quite a moving experience, actually. So I'm very, very keen. That's really cool. For it. Yeah. I hope they win for you, Tim. Thanks, Beck. I hope they uh, that's. Don't. That's actually a lot nicer than I'm sure Giant Dan uh, would be. <laughs> well, in, in, in fairness, it's against Collingwood, did you say? Is that right? They're it is. going quite poorly right. this season, correct? They're no good. They're, they're just like us. They're no so good. The, you're so in with a uh, shot. You're in with a shot. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's about 50 50, I'd say, which is better than That's better most chances weeks. than, yeah, you've ever had. So. so you're not going so well either this season? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're struggling. We're struggling. Not like cats. Cats the ball, netball team. We're not struggling. Killing it out there, we are. Didn't we tie last week? We did tie last yeah. week. <laughs> so, yeah, we're Still all on a loss. <laughs> Won the week before, though. Yeah, so we're all on a, net, a mixed netball team. Um, you know, I'd say that these two are probably the captain coaches of the team, the most Absolutely. experienced, uh, giving us directions. You know, on the court, they can tell us what to do. Off the court, um, verbal warnings. For, for that kind of attitude. <laughs> right. It's the only time I get to yell at you guys. Take advantage Jai of it. Jai takes full advantage every Absolutely. Week. <laughs> uh, it is great. I do appreciate your systematic approach to the uh, Best and Fairest Award this season as well. Yeah, that is that is good. That's a new system that we've got running that you guys set up, which is a, a, after each week, everyone that played just picks a person that they thought played the best and the, and the points tally up. Yeah. Yeah, that Looking idea, actually, uh, we can't take full credit for that. That came to us from Kieran and Angie. Mm. They suggested Ooh. that after the I mean, la- I set it up, though. Awards. Yeah. I, but- <laughs> I was just there giving my support. Yeah. Jai yeah. really did nothing. No. As per usual. Jai was the middleman. Yeah. He gets a cut, but for no real reason. He didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. It was weird, though. When I was voting, I couldn't find my own name because I was going to put put some <laughs> votes down for me the last week. We did that on purpose, uh, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it, your name's act not actually on uh, anyone's form, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> You're disqualified because of your behaviour in the last awards. Yeah. 
I've been stitched up again. Like, I'm holding. I've been forced to hold my microphone this week too, listeners. If you're listening, <laughs> I might take a picture of this. My actually, my arm is straining right now. You look like a news reporter. So. Yeah, when you came on the Zoom chat, I think what, what did you say, Jai? Oh. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim. Welcome to Channel Seven News. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> Jai, yeah, so. <laughs> if my audio is uh, is a bit in and out and becomes distant and then too close, it's because I'm holding it with my hand. Yeah, so. nice. Well, let's move on to the business update. Let's move on to the business update. I've, have you got one, Dan? Because I actually have one. Oh, if you have one, that would be great. I, I, I've got a little thing to play after that then. Oh, good. All right. You go cool. for it. Well, should I fire away? Fire away. All right. This is an Drive article first. submitted by a listener, actually. They dropped it in my letterbox what? Uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, and they just pulled it out today of the letterbox. And it was from uh, Kerry and Warren Garth. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Who are they? Fans of the show. Yeah. Fans of the show. Fans also know where I live. Great, so great they, listeners they, to the podcast. Um, shout out to Kerry and Warren. They'll be listening to this Friday afternoon over a beer, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, the ironic part is the day they left this in the letterbox, uh, I think they were in my house and they dropped other things on my kitchen bench. So I'm not sure why I ended up in the letterbox. But anyway, uh, the, the article is from the newspaper and it says surf star Wright robbed of $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. And this is about uh, world number one, Tyler Wright, who had a bookkeeper that was a family friend that over 10 years has stolen more than $1.5 million from her. I heard about this actually. Yeah. I did read about this. I did not. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Thanks for your input. <laughs> so, He's contributing. He's so contributing. How did, they, um, how did they take the money? How did well, she take the money? I mean, obviously she had access to the bank accounts and um, was fairly involved with doing the accounts um, and the bookkeeping. So probably was covering it up somehow. Mm. But um, yeah, I think the manager, her manager twigged on and informed the police who then started investigating it. Um, but the moral of the story is uh, the police were saying, make sure you get professionals and independent parties to help you manage your books um, because, yeah, otherwise if you get friends or family members to do it, they're probably more tempted to uh, to steal from you, which Isn't is kind funny? of yeah. unnerving. <laughs> yeah. The people closest to you are more likely to steal your money than yeah, a like- <laughs> random stranger. I guess in this instance, it wasn't like a bookkeeping firm or mm. something, you know? So, they're saying get a professional to yeah. do it. So, they can be a friend or family member, but they need to be a professional in that industry. Yeah, and like build in some safety yeah. around it. So, make sure that you're checking in or your accountant is checking in or vice versa, that you have some good systems because it does happen. It is actually crazy how often this happens yeah, where money is stolen. Um, Separation of duties is one mm. that can, if you don't do that, you can end up in these situations. Yeah, definitely. By having one person do everything from start to finish yeah. means that they can just do what they like. Yeah, having one mm. person enter the bills and pay the bills and approve the bills might be a problem in a, in a bigger organization where a lot of money is involved. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yes. So, it's a rare one, um, but it can and does happen. So, yeah, uh, just be aware of it, I think. All right, that's a good one, Tim. Good one. Uh, I've got one here as well. I just want you to tell me do you, if you recognize this audio at all. 
Hi, I'm Dan Osborne, uh, director of Cats Accountants and uh, co-host of the Two Drunk Accountants podcast. And I'm Tim Garth, director of Cats Accountants and co-host of the Two Drunk Accountants. In the end of the day, that human touch, the <laughs> human touch, Tim. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Have we all been laughing about me saying the words human touch at the office this yes. week? We? Everyone needs a little bit of human touch at the end of the day, Tim. I agree. But <laughs> but <laughs> the main reason I'm playing that, though, is because, uh, yeah, we were featured in Zero's partner pages this week. And, That's awesome. And uh, that yeah. video was, was part of it. So, uh, if you're wanting to watch the full video and, and hear exactly what kind of human touch Tim means or wants, then um, <laughs> make sure you watch that video that's up on their website now and, and on all the social medias. I'm going to watch it right uh, after this. Yeah, you should. The photos and that article and the video are all over so quickly, but it took us like a full day yeah. to do all of that. <laughs> I was thinking this, I said the same thing to Kat. I, I, I played the video, it goes for like a minute and a half or something and then there's three pictures. And I was like, that's <laughs> one of about a hundred pictures that we took in several different locations. Yeah. yeah, like there was that many <laughs> photos taken. <laughs> Yeah. But no, it was uh, it was great to be part of the partner pages and, and go have a read of our article and, and watch our video. It was. And I, I believe there's a little recording we're going to make next week. Yeah, there Zero is. Zero as well, which is cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they're, if you're part of the Zero community page, I think there's some content being released on that uh, in the coming weeks from us as well. So, keep an eye out. Very cool. Tim. Very cool. Stoked to be a part of it. Yeah, stoked to be a part of it. Do you have a tight ass tip? I do, I do. I think um, I have a time ass tip, but I want you to go to the tight ass tip first. Sorry, I said I have a time ass tip, but I want you to go to the tight ass tip first. Okay, okay. Well, I think Jai will really like this one, mm. and uh, perhaps he's used it before. Maybe he should and will use it again. Um, I'm keen to hear this. So this is this is a little tongue in cheek, but it's a serious thing. Okay, so this week's tight ass tip is titled. Shower when it rains. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. So, yeah. if it's raining outside, grab a bar of soap, get out there, soap up, wash off, you get a free shower. I don't get it. So, a couple of things about this. Um, one, you really need to make sure the water pressure of that rains quite hard. Otherwise, that soap's not rinsing off properly. You're right. You're right. Like, you, you, you're mean, not showering in a sprinkle. Don't. It needs to be a storm. Like, it, shower <laughs> when it storms is probably a better... Shower when it rains heavy. Heavily. Heavily. <laughs> Seems a bit unsafe to shower in a storm. Um, also, <laughs> rainwater tanks could probably do this as well, as long as you're filtering yeah. the water before you shower in it have to pay for those but don't you Dan so that's true you do pay for the for the uh, the container but not your gutters <laughs> or the roof to collect the rain look it's just a nice nifty way of getting a free shower I'm gonna be honest okay, Tim so, this is the shit one you, um, <laughs> have you ever showered when it rained Tim I haven't I've seen I've seen people do it I've seen it on a movie once as well <laughs> So wait, you're, you're throwing so. out tight ass tips here that you haven't even tried yourself. <laughs> that aren't well, very look, good. You're a phony. Just because to dig it dry. Just to throw Jai under the bus. <laughs> I didn't even get the tip. <laughs> There's degrees of tight ass ism. Okay. Yeah. And and, and this that's one a is high hobo. degree. 
of, <laughs> of tight assism. This is the hobo level of tight ass. Is it because yeah. I'm wearing the Udi? Is that why I look like a hobo? I think he's trying yeah. to say you smell. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you look hot under there. I just thought you might need a shower. Well, so. thank you, Tim. <laughs> uh, it's a HR Great. problem now. What's your time ass <laughs> tip, Dan? Uh, my time ass tip was I, I drove to the exact same place that the AFL game was a couple of weeks ago that we went to, Tim, and we had a nightmare with trying to find a park. Uh, so, I drove to the same location. There was an AFL game on at the time. So, equivalent conditions, right? Not everyone was driving to the stadium at that time, which makes it a bit easier. Yeah. Uh, but the same location, same car park, pre-book your parking. Ooh, I like it. Same price. I had a guaranteed spot. I drove straight in and I had a park within seconds instead of driving around nice. like an idiot. Trying to find a park on Oxford Street. <laughs> Probably save some money too by pre-booking. Yeah, no, it was the same price. Same price, no. unfortunately. But still. Secures you a spot. Secures me a spot and it was so much time. So much time was saved I like in that it. journey. I like it. And stress. And stress. So, that's just a good one. Much better than Tim's tip. Yeah, Tim's mm. one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me leapfrog on the back of Dan's. Okay. That is actually a great one. Mm. You can do that with the airports at the moment. Mm. So, the long-term parking is closed at airports. Really? Um, yes. So, there is no emu bus or whatever it was called, blue emu mm. at Sydney airport. Um, so, you actually need to pay for parking um, at the closer ones, which are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So, if you want to avoid paying a higher rate, you actually need to book up to 24 hours in advance and you save like 50%. Wow, that, that is a massive answer. saving. It's a massive saving. That's a massive so, saving. That's a good title. If you're flying anywhere, yeah. yeah. Also, I've redeemed myself. <laughs> also, Newcastle Airport, just generally easier to park at. You can walk from the long term. Love it. Mm. Just love it. Anyway, let's dive into our main topic today. It is how to become an accountant. And we've got two people here who are tr currently becoming an accountant. One, you could probably say already is an accountant. Um but still further to go in the journey uh, and we'll get into that and, and the different places. But I thought this was going to be a great topic to get the different perspectives. Tim and I went through this process. Um, you guys are currently going through this process. I wonder if we're going to have the same point of view. I wonder if your origin stories are the same. Like I'd like to hear the Beck origin story, the Jai origin story about how you, how the, you know, the clouds parted and you saw the words accountant in the sky and you're like, this is for me. Mine's very close to that. Yeah, exactly. It happens to most <laughs> of us. There's a moment for every accountant where we just, we just know. We just know this is for us. Mine is nothing That's, like that. No, neither is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I also stumbled into this. <laughs> so, so, Beck's accounting intro was basically the Simpsons intro. The clouds parted yeah. and it was like, it's accounting. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly that. So, let's start, let's start there. I'm going to start with Beck. Beck, how and why and when did you decide you wanted to start the journey to become an accountant? Uh, well, mine starts way back in year 11 at school. Wow. Yeah, so my school offered um, accounting as a subject in year 11 and 12. Yep. Um, I quite liked maths all through school and I thought, no, try this. Yep. Um, I think it was maybe... Towards the end of the first term, uh, we were doing something in the intro and I mm. just went, I understand this. Mm. I like this. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I get good. it. A debit and a credit. It makes sense. It, it all joined together. <laughs> Everything balanced. Everything was perfect. Yeah. And I said, yep, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Here I am. Love it. Yep. Love it. That's cool. I like um, that. Now, contrasting that, Jai. <laughs> uh, similarly, my accounting journey also started in year 11. Mm. Uh, though I was sitting in maths, mm. which I also really enjoy maths. Mm. And <laughs> this kid next to me, who became one of my friends, he said, why would you not become an accountant? It's literally the best job. It's going to be the best job. It's going to be awesome. Was I'll, this Jake? This was not Jake, no. Because yeah. your brother <laughs> is also an accountant. He's also an accountant, yeah. yeah. But no one in your family was an accountant. No one. No. Um, anyway, and yeah, he was just like, become an accountant. It'd be heaps good. Me sitting there wanting to become a teacher was like, okay. And then... I started my degree after year 12. Cool. Did that person, did that other person go on to do accounting? Yeah, <laughs> he is an accountant right now. He is? Yep. Wow. A good one or no good? I have no idea. So yeah. If he's, if he's any wagon. good, he's probably listening. Do you want to give him a shout out? Uh, ben Berg, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ben. Yeah, thank you, Ben, for foistering Jai onto us. Foistered. So, yeah, no, they're... They are similar to the journeys that I think everyone kind of experiences. You know, Tim and I, uh, Tim knew, we've, we've said this before on, on other people's podcasts as well as ours, that he knew he wanted to be an accountant because the family business was accounting. Um, and it, again, similar to what you guys said, it just made sense, I think, is, is what Tim always said. Yeah, I actually even had teachers telling me to reconsider being an accountant in like year nine or 10, my science teacher was giving me crap in front of the whole class. And he was like, what are you going to be, Tim? And I was like, uh, an accountant. And he was like, why would you do that to yourself? And I was like, so that I won't become a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so I really put him in his place. Yeah. And then he gave you an F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wasn't a big fan of me. Needless to say, I didn't take science in year 11 and 12. Mm. But uh, That's a shame. Mm. That's a shame. But yes, yes, always new, yes. always new. Whereas Dan, you didn't really, did you? I did not. I did not know until really I started working in it that I was going <laughs> to stay in it, to be honest. I uh, sensed the force in you. Yeah. I sensed the force in there you. Was the, I had a lot of um, the accounting equivalent of metachlorines, which is the uh, force that Jedis use. Um, <laughs> yes, that is why I became an accountant because I am that much of a nerd. I know what <laughs> metachlorines are. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I was studying it at uni and then uh, started working here with Tim and his family and before I knew it, was heavily involved and keen to stay and keen to, to learn more and become an accountant and, and here I am. All right. Mm. Now, let's talk about the journey of what it actually takes to become an accountant because there's many types of accountants. When people say they're an accountant, it could mean lots of things. Some mm. people who are accountants work in public practice like we do. That is providing accounting-related and taxation services to other people as a service, um, and and that's probably typically what people think of as an accountant. Um, you know, doing your tax returns at the end of the year, but it's actually a very small part of accounting as a whole. Um, there's also the business advisory side of accounting. There's working in business. So there's a lot of accountants that just work for big companies in their departments. They either work in accounts, financial controllers all sorts of positions within these businesses and they have probably have the same qualifications we do. Um, so there's lots of things to accounting and lots of things to do as an accountant. But it really starts with 
uh, that first piece of education because you can work in accounting without a qualification. You can get a job. Like it'd be hard, but you could get a job not as a public practice person because you do need certain qualifications for that, but you can get a job in accounting without a degree. Um, not recommended, but most people start <laughs> with either a bachelor's degree or a TAFE degree. Mm-hmm. You guys both started with bachelor's or did you do TAFE, Beck? Um, I started with my bachelor's and yeah. then also did my cert for in bookkeeping whilst yeah. I was doing that. So I have both now. Yes. Yeah. I, nice. I couldn't remember which one you'd started first. Yeah, I started yeah. my bachelor's first. Yeah, nice. And that's a fairly common tale. There's other people that have worked here that have done TAFE as well. They usually do a bookkeeping certificate or a business administration thing um, and that might graduate into a bachelor's degree. Um, so let's talk about uni then. How was that experience? Do, do you find the uh, education you get at university for accounting correlates to what you do as a job? Some subjects, yeah. definitely. Others, not so much. Not directly mm. linked, probably more indirectly, just having you know, a knowledge of the marketing, um, HR and the other subjects you do. Mm. Um, but yes, things like tax and audit definitely mm. relate. It's interesting. I mean, you, you said it there yourself, Dan, there's such a broad array of jobs in accounting. So I guess it's, it's quite hard for the education um, groups to tailor that yeah. to specific needs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Beck had, that sounds like a very similar experience to me um, in that when we were going through uni, I found a lot of subjects useless. I think she was quite polite about that. <laughs> Some of them were useful. Uh, you do 24 courses or something like that. And I found maybe five to eight of them useful for my current occupation, which is an expensive, expensive degree for Very five expensive. to eight useful subjects. Yeah. I think... What's interesting about that is a lot of what a university should teach you is the soft skills, you know, working in teams, working, um, critical thinking is really important. Those kind of skills get taught in every subject, which, which does relate to what you do. But in terms of the practical skills that you might need, like the actual tax or, or business advisory, I found that a lot of the courses, even the tax ones, were geared towards me working in a big corporation, working for I don't know, either one of the big accounting firms or working for a mining company or something. And, and so a lot of the work that I was doing was directed at that. And very little of it, probably none, was directed towards what a lot of accountants do, which would be working with small to medium businesses. Um, yeah, did, you, did you guys, have you found the same thing? Yeah, I honestly found that I mean, I'm still going in my degree now. I yeah. haven't done... So, that's something that we should yeah. mention. Beck has yeah. finished her degree, is is right before she starts doing the next part, which is the CA or CPA or uh, whatever professional body you're going to go through. Um, but Jai is still doing his degree. So, let, let's get an up-to-date from that, Jai. So, go on. All right. So, 99% of everything I've learnt to do with accounting has come from working as an accountant. Yep. Uh I mean, I've learnt things here and there from uni, but not so much compared mm. to what I have actually working here. Yeah, I, th- I think you learn a lot of the fundamentals. You learn what a debit is and a credit is and you understand the lingo and you understand what financial statements might look like and those kind of things. So, it's familiar when you start, 
but it's not necessarily um, useful to do the work. Yeah, basically what I learned was just like general concepts, mm. uh, a lot of theory about things, but mm. yeah. And that's why I often advocate, I think, that unis should include elements of work experience in these types of degrees. 100%. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I do for sure. Yeah, totally. I, I could have really the benefited. E- the work experience in my degree was an MYOB. Uh, it was a course where we had to install MYOB and then also did some ledgers in actual books. That was the closest we got to work experience. I Sounds did that fun. as well. See, my degree didn't include anything to do with MYOB. I, I did not one small business thing. Not one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, I would have appreciated MYOB because when I started working here, which I did together at the same time as my degree the, the second half of my degree i was working here um mm. and that yeah helped significantly yeah mm. i um at school i think it was in year 12 uh, i did a business course as well and that had work mm. experience as part of it which i went to an accounting firm mm. um, to do my work experience and that cemented for me that i knew i wanted to do that so i mm. think if people were to do that at uni then that would either cement that idea for them or maybe get them to rethink before they finish their whole degree Yeah, and then go, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I agree. True, true. I think the other thing that listeners could take away from this if they're considering a career in accounting or are currently studying to be an accountant is to actually look and go get some part-time work. Yeah, because, um, as Jai said, I think you will, you will learn a lot more on the job um, and yeah, it goes both ways through learning on the job. You will then, um, take more from your studies too, yeah, because makes, there are yeah. those courses that are really relevant to what you're doing. Um, like the tax subjects and the financial reporting subjects. So, um, so it makes those more meaningful because you might actually have work on tomorrow when you go to work that relates to what you're studying. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I agree for sure. So... Is there any tips that we can give people then about getting that part-time work while you have no experience? Because a lot of those entry-level jobs say two years experience on it um, because businesses want people to come in with that experience if you don't already have it. Um, what are some tips, you know, Tim, as owners of a practice, we can speak on that, but as two people who applied for a job, <laughs> uh, we, I think you guys will have some unique perspectives on it as well. How do you get that experience? I don't know. I think, yeah, that is tricky. Um, but don't underestimate how localized accounting firms are. So, if, if you are looking at working in public practice, um, like an accounting firm, I think just send them a message, send them an, an email, drop in, get a feel for what their accounting firm is like and um, and see if they'd be up for having a coffee to give you advice around the industry and the career. Um, and you might just find you get along really well and, and that they have a couple of days of work they could throw you away because I think most accounting firms are under-resourced, which mm-hmm. is why jobs are being outsourced to the Philippines. Um, so, so it would be great if, you know, that just doesn't happen with us. We, we don't really have people knocking down the door. Um, no. To get work, uh, unless we're advertising. Something else that may help is I've heard someone say before, you know, should I go get my zero certification before I start working? Like before I go, yes, definitely do that. It's online, it's free. 
you just go through the modules, understand how the software works. You're going to be a leg up over everyone. It's not very hard either. It's not very all. hard. No. Yeah, you did it on your first week here, I think. Yeah, I was very proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It, but if you're approaching a, a firm and says, hey, I'd love to get some advice about how to get, in, get into the industry and, and they're looking for just someone that can help. They've got a few bookkeeping clients and they just need to reconcile some accounts and get things. That's your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. You can say, I can do that. All right, well, I'm going to come in. I'm going to absorb the information around me. I'm going to learn what the process is to lodge a BAS, to, to review annual tax work, to do business advisory services. That's your leg in. So do anything you can to get a little bit of knowledge and then show that you can demonstrate that, I think. Yeah. I think so. And I think you hit on something before, Dan, is soft skills. Mm. If you can demonstrate you've got soft skills, then... Um, you're valuable to any team because yeah. what a lot of people coming into accounting don't realize, and we haven't even talked about this yet, which is a bit silly, but a big part of the job in accounting is dealing with people. Yeah. If you're working in public practice, you've got clients and your team and the government you've got to deal with. If you're working as an accountant in business, it's very likely you're going to have to deal with people from different departments in that business. Um, and suppliers and customers when you're invoicing and, and entering bills and things like that. So I think if you can demonstrate that you can just work with other people and you can hold a conversation and you can write an email and you can speak on the phone, that is huge. That is a massive thing. And everyone can do that. So um, if you can reach out to some places and show that you have the soft skills, then that's that's a really good start too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, something that, as Tim was just saying, the, the stereotype accountant, and you guys would hear this when you tell people you're an accountant or I work at an accounting firm, they're like, oh, you nerd, you know, you're sitting there, you're introverted, you're sitting there not talking to anybody, you're wearing a suit and tie and you got a computer and a calculator and you're like, Rah. That's the stereotype. I and we are the complete opposite of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our, our entire firm's the opposite. Or maybe, you know, there's, I'm a little bit that. But How but many accounting <laughs> firms would have a netball team though? Well, none that we've versed at least. Yeah, or or, or a just ping pong scared. table that true. we're experts in. We're Some pretty, of us. We're pretty good. But but I think that is mm. the stereotype. But, and, but a lot of people don't realise, as Tim just said, that yeah, it is very much a... Uh, you need to know how to communicate with people. You need to know how to relate to all different types of people. And, and that's a big part of the job, especially with things becoming more automated or easier to, to actually um, process bookkeeping work or, or whatnot. What people really need is that human touch, as Tim likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> were you guys, uh, Beck and Jai, were you surprised by how much human touch there was when you started working at cats and i'd just like to state for hr and legal purposes <laughs> that there has been no actual human touch here at here at cats you can go first back yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was surprised by the culture definitely um i've worked in a few firms mm. in my time uh and yep. it's definitely the best um the most positive culture nice it's um, awesome so yes i was very surprised yeah that's good but we, yeah, I guess, we, we I said, guess when you first started in accounting, Beck, were you surprised by how much human interaction was involved with the in, clients in the industry? Um, I don't think I really had any um, like level that I was expecting because I mm. started quite young, like when I was still yeah. at school. So, sure. I didn't really have a bar yep. set. How about you, Jack? I was very surprised. <laughs> uh, up until even, even now, sometimes if I have to call someone, sometimes I like, I will 
write myself a little script. You know, I kind of work myself up and, you know, I I make it out to be bigger than what it is. But this yeah, is all true. This yeah. is this is all true. Um, <laughs> but that's because you're at the very start of that journey. We all did yeah. that. Before yeah, we called definitely. people, we'd write a little script out and you'd say, I know what I need to say. I'm going to call them. I'm going to say this. And that skill just develops over time. But was that a surprise about how much of that was involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I honestly, when I... I, like Beck said, I didn't really have much of an expectation as to the human touch. But yeah, it, it was, I kind of imagined myself sitting there at a at a desk, just kind of typing away, putting figures here, rah, rah, rah. I didn't know much about accounting when I first started. Um, really? <laughs> still don't. I'd also um, like to say that Jai applied for an admin job. I, I did. <laughs> just get your foot in the door, guys. If you're ever looking for a job, just, well, just apply for everything. Tim and I actually started on reception here. Mm-hmm. Both of us. Yeah. Wow. So, that is how some people do it. It's actually, yeah. And that comes back to what we were saying, right? Just get a part-time job mm. at an accounting practice or... Yeah. In accounting, in an get, accounting department somewhere. Like, I wasn't even planning on getting a job before I finished my degree, but I'm so glad I did. So, a big thank you to my fiance, Micklin, for uh, conning me into applying for the job. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, we've given some advice around what to do while you're at uni to get that extra experience to help you. So, when you finish uni, a lot of people find if they haven't got the experience, it's now hard to get a job. You've finished a degree, they come out thinking they're ready to go it's more than likely they don't have any of the hard skills that they need, um, but they might have the right attitude and the right culture, but they're starting right at the bottom yeah. of, of, you know, they're, they're really starting at the beginning in, in administration or really low-level junior accounting work. You're still starting in the same position as you would if you got a job while you're still at uni. Exactly. So, you might as well start it a little bit earlier if you can. Um, but the steps after that, normally what happens is there's, there's two options. You, you can either have your degree and you're an accountant, you can go forth and, and account. Uh, you can work in business. You can do what you need to do. Um, but the next step is you can become a member of one of the accounting professional bodies. And these are just to remind everybody, the CPA, the CA, and the IPA are the main ones here yep. in Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. So, really what you're doing there is it's almost like a master's degree. And, and, and it's a certain you know, acknowledgement of your skills and level are at a particular level. And that your membership guarantees certain quality of work and service is, is basically the reason why you get this. So, people look for that because I know that they've passed it. They have a certain le- level of knowledge and skills. I know that they can do that job. So, therefore, I'm going to hire them. If you're looking for an accountant as a business and you've got you know a choice of several, you can usually on their websites, on the front of their building, they say what member. And as long as they're a member of one of them, that's good enough. We're actually going to do a future episode about which one you should do and one versus the other uh, and we'll get into that. But but are you guys considering that next step? Jai, it's probably early for you, but is that in your future? Absolutely, yeah. I plan to, I'd say I'd want maybe a six-month break and then I'll probably go straight into my CPA after that. Yeah. Beck? Nice. Um, yeah, I've already decided. I'm starting my CPA in July. Nice. So, that's coming up very quick. Yeah, so... As- as uh, you know, and feel free to answer very freely and openly on this one, because I think I've told you before, Beck, I don't care if you do CA or CPA, but was it difficult for you to decide if you were going to go down the CPA track or the CA track? Um, look, I know they're both really similar. Um, one factor that went into my decision was knowing that you both are CPAs. So you might have mm. a bit more specific knowledge that I can get from you. Um, mm. 
I also did a paper in one of my last subjects at uni on all the different bodies. Ooh, right. um, and CPA were the only ones that really uh, look at sustainability in accounting. The others oh, don't cool. particularly. Yeah. So um, that also came into my decision. Nice. Nice one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, That's that very cool. good. Um, so it is common that people take a little bit of a break. Uh, I know I took a year. I don't remember if you took any time, Tim, or if you went straight into mm, it. Maybe. But it is common people might take a break. Um, in mm. our in, in our cases, it didn't really matter. We were working in the place we were going to continue to work at. Um, so that wasn't a big problem. But but for others, the consideration is, do I dive straight into it or not? Um, obviously, the sooner you have it, the better if you're needing it to get work. Well, you need mm. work experience as part of it yeah. anyhow. So. That's true. Mm. True. Very true. I think it does open doors for jobs and and higher pay. Um, is it the be all and end all? No, it's not. Uh, at the end of the day, half the time, Dan and I are begrudging the CPA for not doing half better. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody uh, begrudges their, their particular uh, accounting body just because it takes a lot of effort to become one. It takes mm. years mm. of study. And, uh, and I think a lot of people don't recognize that in the general public as well. It's not really well known what a CPA is or how do you become it or what does that mean? To, to accountants, we know what it means because we've gone through it. But, you know, you, you can ask almost any one of our clients, I bet you I could ask them, hey, what's the difference between a CPA and a CA? Or what does it mean that I'm a CPA? How did I get that? Mm-hmm. And most of them would go, I don't know, like you finished your bachelor degree and you applied for it. Like mm. they'd have no idea what it they means. They definitely have no idea of the difference. Mm. They just think one is the other and they're interchangeable yeah. and it's the same. Mm. I would hazard a guess half of them don't know what they even are. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm a bit... Probably. Yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'm a bit bitter about that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think... I don't know. I think they could definitely be doing more. And I think they have tried to recently. But yeah. the CPA of late, doing things like advertising at the tennis and stuff like that. It's just... <laughs> and I didn't no even sense. win tickets. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I know. I put my hat, <laughs> name in the hat, but didn't even win a ticket. Yeah. What a joke. So, what else haven't we covered in the journey of becoming an accountant? I think maybe just it'd be cool to hear from Beck and Jai what they imagine their future in the accounting industry to look like yeah. as well. well and, and that's a broader question. So, don't feel specific uh, here at CATS, but just the industry as a whole. What, what, does, what does your job look like in 10 years in your mind? Um, I definitely have always known that I want to get my CPA and get mm. to that level. Um, and I really, I have a passion for helping businesses with their um, like management accounting, cost mm. accounting, making sure um, that their budgets are working, things like that. So mm. I always have pictured myself being an accountant, but maybe being a bit more specialized in that. Yeah, cool. As well. Cool. Yeah, nice. 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 Um, I'm actually not too sure yet. Like I'm, I'm keen on getting my CPA and I know that's what I want to do and I know I want to be an accountant. But as far as what I want my job to look like in the future, I guess I'll just take it as it comes to me and decide later on down the track. But I'm mm. pretty happy where I'm at now and I'm keen to continue forward. Yeah, nice. Nice. You're fired. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wrong answer. <laughs> You're off the That would be a great time capsule in like 10 years' time. Look back at that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. This is, this is a good let's, – let's revisit this. I'm sure the podcast will still be going in five years from now. Uh, Beck, you'll be a CPA by then. Jai, you'll be most of the way through that journey. 
and then we can just reflect on, on what you guys said and we can <laughs> replay it and we can all have a laugh. And see where we're actually at. Yeah. I was hoping they said, Dan, they were going to like um, build up and then like get us out of cats somehow and like kick us out and take over the podcast. Hostile and well, we didn't want you to know that. Yeah, <laughs> we have internally prepared for that. <laughs> there are plans well, in place. Yeah. Don't you worry. If you'd like to, that you're welcome to. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your blessing. <laughs> Ten million dollars. <laughs> uh, very uh, good. So, I think that kind of wraps up the journey of becoming an accountant right now. Um, I think you guys have provided some cool insights. Uh, very different journeys. You know, started off doing bookkeeping, working in a few different accounting firms. Applied for an admin job. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had an illustrious job at a fruit shop at the time. Yeah, hey. It's lovely. <laughs> I'm not criticizing because I got my job from a, sitting in a bar with Tim. Like, yeah, it happens. It's true. So I, got I, my, I got my job because of daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I will add though, Jai still doesn't know how to make coffee. So no. I've never awesome. even had a coffee. coffee. It's because he didn't start in that admin role. He started purely at the uh, junior accountant level. He skipped the coffee making stage. I was just that good. Yeah. I mean, let, let's, let, let's, I think we should make Jai make coffees for a few weeks. For I all just, of us in the office. I just think I've never had one before. So, what's the point of me learning to make them? Hmm. For other people, Jai. Yeah, because you get paid for your job. That <laughs> 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 in, in my description, Dan. <laughs> Better change our job description, Dan. <laughs> I will. We'll have the to next... create a time code for making coffee. Coffee, yeah. It'll be Jai's KPI this month. <laughs> a certain amount of billable hours. I was going to say, is it billable? <laughs> <laughs> you make everyone else more productive by giving them coffee. Absolutely. Never. Never. All right. Let's move on to our other things. I have an other thing this week. What's that? Are you surprised? No. I am surprised. Um, <laughs> it's the movie Her. <laughs> I really like that movie. It's a sick movie. Yeah. It's a few years old now, but I really like that movie. It's really creepy. So I can see Beck and Jai shaking their head in the background there. They don't, they don't know. Are you you guys don't know who this is? No. no. Uh, Yaquan Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Um, he is a bit of a weird actor, but um, perfect for this role. Mm. Um, he basically falls in love with an operating system. <laughs> <laughs> he basically falls in love with Siri is the idea. Oh, a yes. very futuristic version of Siri. Yeah. I feel like Jai's about to make a reference to Vision from Avengers. <laughs> I'll never do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I think um, I, could see, I could see it happening in the future. Yeah, and I really like... It really kind of escalates. Like it be, I won't... I suppose I'll spoil it. It's years old. Watch it. But um, <laughs> a whole bunch of different people... It becomes the norm that people date their operating system because it becomes it's an it's a artificial intelligence unique to their phone but then they start dating other people and they've got they're talking to themselves and eventually they decide that for the better of human being they leave yeah and that's the end of the movie and it's it's a really cool movie it's pretty hectic and like yeah there's one part of it where he's so in love with his operating system like he's like are you talking to other people at the moment and she's like yeah of course He's like, how many? And she's like, 8,072 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just appeared to him that she might be in love with other people. So he's like, do you love anyone else? 
<laughs> She's like, yes. <laughs> I didn't know how to tell you. He's like, how many? 761 or something like that. <laughs> uh, it sounds just ridiculous, but it, the way really they do it in the movie is really good. Yeah, so. you actually genuinely kind of feel for the relationship and like you feel it, it evolves yeah. and yeah, it's, it's a really well done movie. I recommend. I like that, Tim. I like that. My, uh, let's go to you guys. Do you have other things this week? Shy. <laughs> you see, see what Dan did there? He didn't polite, have one Tim. prepared and then asked you guys. <laughs> I was being polite. I was, I was asking our guests. I have no other things at this current time. What about your Udi? Where'd you get that? Oh, actually, yeah. For, uh, for my, mine and Micklin's anniversary, we bought each other an Udi each. And yeah, that's, that's cute. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. It was uh, last week and we went mm. away to Darling Harbour for the weekend. It was very nice. Nice. Yeah, that's Sounds about good. it. It's very Sounds comfortable awesome. and warm. It's a bit too warm at the moment, but I'm not going to take it off because mm. I will mess with the microphone. Nice. <laughs> um, my other thing would be that we have netball tonight. Yes, Woo, nice. we do. And I missed out last week because I was sick mm. and I was very sad. Uh, Angus out. Yeah. Yes. So I'm looking yes. forward to tonight. Nice. I'm looking forward to that also. Me too. Uh, my other thing this week is the Toronto Raptors beat the Nets today, and I'm very happy about that. Ooh. The Bulls slid all the way down to 12th. Unexpected. Unexpected. I thought that we we're going to get wiped like Jai on a ping pong table. But Every day. Yeah. <laughs> But instead, um, yeah, we, we came away with the win, which means we, we actually might make the play-in. You are actually 10th, I believe, at the Yeah, moment. we might make the play-in. If, if, we, if we keep winning continually, we, we <laughs> might we have a small chance. If we win every game yeah. from here on out. <laughs> We've got what you're trying to say, Dan, is it's mathematically possible. <laughs> it's mathematically possible. It's like Tim at the end of every Essendon season. About, about halfway through the season, he starts telling me the mathematics of how they could still make the playoffs. Maybe. <laughs> you have a tough schedule coming up. You watch when Zach Levine gets back. We will overtake you guys very quickly. Yeah, yeah maybe. We'll see. Is that the Bulls? Yeah. Who yeah. are the Bulls? Anyway? Sure is. Is that even a team anymore? Shut up, Tom. I thought they uh, stopped <laughs> being a team in the 90s. <laughs> they did. <laughs> the resurgence. It, it's, <laughs> it sounds so weird, though, saying play-ins, doesn't mm, it? It does. Yeah, because you normally playoffs. Yeah, but yeah. the play-in is a different thing. Yeah, right? it's, it's how you make the playoff <laughs> spots yeah. seven and eight. On I feel like side. they just want to make it yeah. more and more complicated. It's a, yeah. I think uh, seven versus eight, nine versus ten, and then the winner out of seven versus eight goes through in the seventh spot. The winner, uh, the loser, then plays the winner from nine and ten and to get the, the eighth spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. I like it. I like it, it too. More interesting. A lot of people complaining mm. about it, but they're all players who are currently in seven, eight, nine, or tenth <laughs> position. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. great. Anyway, all right. Well, that probably brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you very much to be guests. We're going to get you guys on more regularly to be the business update sponsored by Cats. Excellent. Oh, very excited. Thank you very for much that. for having us. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And uh, Tim, it's good to see you. I'm glad you didn't you come do. to work to spread your germs, but you're going to come jump all over us at netball for an hour later this yeah, evening. I'm pretty sure Putting in about like midday today, I became non-contagious. Okay, so, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Interesting cutoff time, but that's, that's just what it was. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to get in touch, two drunk podcasts at gmail.com, at two drunk accountants on all the social medias. Join our Facebook group because there's some great content. I know Jai's a fan of the Facebook group. He likes to like and post on it. So just wish there was a bit more cold meat on there, but Yeah, I mean that that is what your review said. Uh, so make sure you jump on there and follow us and we will calculate it. Calculator.